Presented by T-Mobile, the official wireless partner of Odyssey Sports. With an awesome network and great savings, there's never been a better time to join T-Mobile. Visit your neighborhood store to make the switch today. From Lake Michigan to the Mississippi, and every river, lake, and field in between, let's talk everything outdoors. Aboard! <laughs> You're on the crazy train! Welcome to the Skipper Buds Cutting Edge Outdoors. Fasten your seatbelts for a wild ride through Wisconsin's outdoors. Only on Sports Radio 105.7 FM, The Fan. Well, good morning to you all in this breezy, chilly southern Wisconsin weekend. Good morning, everybody, and uh, welcome to the Skipper Buds Cutting Edge Outdoors, where we come to you every Saturday morning from 6 to 8 a.m. He's Dan Bush. I'm Tom Neubauer. Sitting in today for the for part-time Bodie is Jeff Orlovsky, the Polish pipe bomber, as Danny likes to call him. The Polish rifle! <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, if it, and if you want to get in touch with us during the show today about questions, comments, or whatever, it's 414-799-1250. That's 799-1250. Or you can always email us live at the Smokies inbox at ceoguys at yahoo.com. Okay, Danny. Okay. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Not quite all here yet. <laughs> quite a change in weather, huh? Yeah. yeah, yeah, but you know what do we expect? Yeah, it's what October. do we expect? It's Wisconsin, October. Yeah, we're yeah, gonna, we're gonna yeah, get a change we in weather. They said that actually tomorrow there could even be a uh, a chance of wintry mix. Uh, so I'm rain gonna or snow. I'm pretty sure I'm gonna cancel my guide job tomorrow. <laughs> it's gonna be pretty crappy tomorrow. Yeah, I think I'm gonna try and postpone that. Yeah, windy old, too. Yeah, the wind is the main thing. Yeah, that's you don't want to be out, especially. Uh, if you're out on Pewaukee, if they say 10, 15 mile an hour winds, pretty much count on 20. Yeah. It seems like it accelerates when it comes up through those over the hill, yeah. heading east, coming from the west. It just seems like it picks up steam like yep. a jet stream going through there, man. Yeah, it does. And it's good. And I do not like bouncing around in the heavy waves no. when I'm trying to fish. Now, I'm, you know, in my younger days, I used to be out there in anything, right? Yeah, sure. I was young and dumb and full of, you know, you know what and vinegar. Uh, now I'm old and smart and, <laughs> and you know better. Full of mostly <laughs> full of mostly know, vinegar. Mostly crap. Because <laughs> I'm an old guy and I can talk a lot of <laughs> nonsense. Yeah. yeah. Well, you know, it's funny. It's like uh with weather, you know, we can dress for the weather, you know, whether it's hot or cold and if it's raining, we've got rain gear. I mean, we can dress for all that. One thing you can't do anything about is the wind. And a lot of times where you want to fish might be right where the heaviest wind is, and you don't want to go there. So you go someplace where it's less windy and it's calmer, but there might not be many fish there. Well, you know, know, for years, you know, I'd read the In Fisherman articles uh, about the wind and the muskies, and Dick Pearson, I think, was a big proponent of, you know, the – zooplankton and a smaller fish if days of you know sustained wind yeah. on a certain shoreline yeah. and the, the predator fish are there but yeah then i read an article doug johnson wrote where he said look at the pictures of me and most of my 50 inch fish it's sunny and the water's flat calm <laughs> yeah, so exactly. do i really have to be out there you yeah. know 
Yeah. And sure, there's certain. I, I realize there's there's certain situations where that may be true. Yeah, it, it is, is true. I mean, yeah. but I, 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 I like to go. Uh, you know, I'm like the old bull, not the young bull. I mm-hmm. like to walk my way down and and take. You know, so I'm not out there killing myself when I'm fishing. Right. Uh, there's plenty of good weather and hunting yeah. too. Hey, you know, I uh, I wrote an article once. I wrote a story about because uh, you know I'm not a troller. So, but I wrote an article about let the wind be your friend. And there were times when it was really windy out, right? And I was out on the water and that's when I trolled because it was pushing the boat along so nicely, you know, that I, I mean, and pretty quickly, I'd put the baits out there and just let the wind do it for me, you know, speaking of of that, one of the tips for trolling, especially if you're by yourself and you got multiple lines out. Uh, it's best if there's a, if there's a, especially a heavy wind for sure, it's best to troll with the wind at your back. Yeah. Because if you get a fish on and let's say you do put the boat in neutral, okay, you're going to be drifting away from the fish. If you got a planer board line out to the side, just the movement of the boat it'll, should kind of keep that off. Yeah, it'll the stay side. out there. Yeah. As opposed to drifting back on top of the fish right. and all your crap in your right. lines. Exactly. Then you can have problems, especially yeah. heavy wind. So there is some strategy involved that a guy starts to learn after a while. Exactly, exactly. Uh, and you mentioned something else. Uh, boy, I can't think of it. Okay, well, something yeah, to do with the all wind. Those, and once all again, those stuff. effects of those concussions are... But, but, you know, I'll tell you, with the with the walleyes, that is definitely a fact. Uh, when, when you have the wind blowing into a certain shoreline and you have a lake that's got a good walleye population, yeah, a lot of them do come to that shoreline, and, it, and it's worth fishing in the wind. Oh, yeah. Oh, Charlie. Good. I'm glad Charlie called from Jackson. Charlie, uh, he hung up now, right? All right, I'll explain what happened. Last week during the NFL football picking contest, Charlie called to just talk, asks a question about something else. But since he called right at the NFL football picking contest. He never never got to his question. I don't know if he did or not. I don't remember. But we we had him be the contestant. And Charlie won a $10 gift certificate to Curly's Waterfront Pub on Pewaukee Lake. Well, we never got his name and address because, you know, Nick Bodie didn't know if he was going to be a contestant. He never asked him. So, well... Thank. I was going to mention this during the NFL picking contest, so now we got Charlie's name and address. Charlie, you will be getting your prize. Jeff, I clearly <laughs> blame Tom and Bodie on this one. Yeah, it was absolutely. between those yep. two. This yep. guy over here had nothing to do with it, yep. man. That's right. First time for everything. That's why You're we got free that blame. disclaimer. That's right. The prize packages are the sole responsibility. Of Tom over here. <laughs> Yeah. yeah, I got all my certificates out for yeah. the uh, Carl's Country Market yeah. certificates. Well, Carl, you got it coming. Now it, it's, I'm I'm really there in a few days. I'm, I'm already counting my deer before they've hatched. Yeah, and thinking, what am I going to do with my deer this year? And last year, I had Carl's make some of their barbecue sticks. Yeah, yeah, those were oh, great. Yeah, oh my, they were the best sticks I've ever, yeah. ever had. Like. Like ever. They were really good. And I had like this big couple pound thing of it saved in the freezer because I told my fishing buddy that when we go to Door County, like that, you know, first smallie trip of the year, I'd have these great sticks for the trip. Well, 
those disappeared because I'd wake up at like three in the morning <laughs> and I'd be, you know, like the rummaging bear. I'd go mm. stumbling in, look, look in the empty fridge, see nothing mm -hmm. there. But then the, the light would go on in the cranium like, ah, check the freezer. And I'd be chiseling them out. <laughs> I'd chiseling. be chiseling hard jackhammer uh, sticks out of the package and putting them in the microwave at 2 in the morning <laughs> oh, and, and gnawing on those. Oh, geez. Yeah, I woke up with half a stick next to my head mm. by the pillow. <laughs> I, uh, I was chastised a little bit. Somebody uh, wrote me, and uh, they had a question. They said, uh, well, actually several people wanted to know, uh, when we talked about smoking fish or game or turkeys, chickens, whatever, mm -hmm. about what kind of smoker I use, and I always say, well, I use like a Weber-style grill as right. a smoker. But uh, I was chastised because I didn't explain fully on how you turn it into a smoker, you know? Yeah. And, okay, I'm going to make this real short and easy. You get a, a cookie cooler rack, uh, I mean, one of those little cheap racks. You go to the dollar store, they got those little cookie cooler racks. You know, you like the little on. little metal ones with holes yeah. in them? Uh, not holes, but just they're just lines, you know. Lines in them? Yeah, they're just lines, a you know. It's just a cooler it, rack. Yeah, it's like a cookie cooler rack, whatever. Uh, but you get the cheap one and you cut it so that it fits on the bottom of the grill. And that's where you put your coals. And then the part of the grill that you would put the wood, I mean your coals on, that's where you put your wood. And that sits over the coals. Okay, so you got the cookie cooler rack that sits over the holes. Why don't you just use the little bottom grill that comes with the No, that's where you got to put your wood. You got to put your wood on that. On that But there's part. two grills on a Weber grill. No, there's the, the top, one for well, the, the coals, top one and then there's the put, one a top one. That's where you put your meat or fish. Okay. The top one. The bottom one where you normally put lay your coals in or on. That's the wood. That's where the the wood goes, but underneath that you first put this little cookie Cooler rack. cooler rack. You cut it so that it's just over those holes. Oh, you got to the cut it then. Yeah, cut it so that it fits right, depending on what size you get, you know. Oh, and okay. then that's where you put, you know, a dozen coals or so, but then the wood goes over that. Soak the wood ahead of time for like 15 minutes in water so it doesn't just fire up, you know, and it smokes more. But as you're, what, and okay, and if you're doing fish, you got to put the coals and the wood in the middle and put the fish on the outside edges of the grill. Whereas if you're doing meat, then you got to go indirect where you got the coals and the wood off to the side and the meat is on the other side. You got to do that indirect. So, okay, I explained it. That's that's what you do. Thanks, and, and it, you know, you go to a lot of these garage sales and rummage sales and whatever, and, and a lot of times people... There's always a grill. They're getting rid of old grills for a dollar, you know, or whatever. They just want to get rid of them. And I just... I just save my old grills when they finally die from grilling of regular stuff. Yeah, I just save them for being a, a you know smoker. I've got two of them, as a matter of fact. I got uh, one laying by our cabin up that's been know? there for like yeah. six years. And that I'll tell you, Danny, disintegrate. Yeah, it I makes think. a great smoker. Really, it really does. So I got a I got a oh. brilliant business idea for you, Tom. You could oh, collect yeah. old grills, <laughs> refurbish them, and sell them as smokers. Uh, no, I'll let someone. I'll let the people. Tom do that. Terrifics, yeah. smoking yeah. grills. And then, oh, and the other thing is wood. A lot of people. What kind of wood uh, do you like? Maple, cherry, any hardwood. You just can't use pine. No, no trees with needles. 
Any tree with leaves. Nope. Any, any Only hardwoods. deciduous, not coniferous. Correct. Thank you very much, Mr. Uh, words, Danny huh? Bush. Jeff, Jeff's impressed over yeah, there. Too early in the morning yeah, for that yeah. many syllables, you know, brother. Was, yeah. Should have been a biology yeah. major. So anyway, yeah, any hardwood is good, but if you can get any uh, uh, fruit-bearing tree or nut-bearing tree wood. Nuts or fruit-bearing tree wood is really great to use, but any hardwood. Hardwood's always good. Any hardwood, yeah. And uh, but yeah, but if you can get uh, like apple wood or a hickory nut wood, you know whatever. So any any hardwood is great. So the soft wood's not good. No, the pine. No, that that's that's got no. That's not any good. No. Why? Any why is it wood. not? Does it? It's the, got. Uh, does it make like with the sap and yeah, stuff? Exactly. Gives yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. So it makes different. your makes your meat taste different. like pine sap. So you know what I'm doing tomorrow, Danny? My son, like a Christmas who, tree. Yeah, you know my son Nick who got that bear. Yeah. Uh, this week, I don't know. You didn't hear about that, got a bar. Jeff. He got a bar at last bar. week. Well, anyway, Black he bar. gave me a hunk of the rump. Okay, about a three-pound hunk of the rump, and he wanted me to wants me to smoke it. Best piece of <laughs> he's had in a long time. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Whatever keeps you warm at yeah. night. So anyway, <laughs> so, so tomorrow I'm gonna I, I'm gonna brine it overnight. Since it's gonna be cool out, I can put it in the garage. You know the brine. You know, with the rump, I'm put that out in the garage. And then tomorrow, I'm going to smoke the heck of, out of it. See, because with bear meat, it's got to be well done. Well, I was the one yeah. telling you that. Yeah, I know. Tom. I was it's... the one warning you of that. The well, trichinosis. Well, Nick knew that long time ago because when his brother brother in laws got a bear and his father in law did, yeah, <laughs> yeah. But that's I don't know if a lot of people know that. Oh, and he made some uh, bear burgers last week. Delicious. Says, I love the bear burgers. Said they the were barbecue great. sauce. I told you I, I was he, making he that was, stuff yeah. in 1988 when I got my Canadian block yeah. bar. Yeah, well, this was his first bar, and, and uh, uh, it's good for you too. It's free range. Yeah. Right, they're talking about free range meat these days. How much more yeah. free range do you get when know. you're getting your right out bar of the woods, and deer and yeah. stuff out of the woods? Of course, they're all still against meat anyway. So, what's the difference between free free range chicken and chicken well, it's eggs the, it's and the all steroids, that? Tom, the steroids. It's the steroids. I like the steroids. I do too. Yeah, <laughs> you know, it helps me pump a little I was, more. I, I went to Walgreens looking for steroids. You know that I could, you know, squirt into different things. You know? <laughs> I don't think they make a squirt there. You know, people are going to worry about the stuff they put in meat. Yet they're taking all kinds of drugs and everything else themselves yeah. in their bodies. They're going to talk about yeah. being worried about. Eating yeah. some meat that's yeah, a cow some... takes a little bit of growth hormone to make more milk, and that's a crisis. But right. the same guy that's worried about that is taking forty-seven different prescription drugs, right? Or smoking? Yeah, that's exactly right. <laughs> yeah. Good luck. Smoking, right. Yeah. Yeah. Give me a break. Yeah. We got to go. Yeah. Speaking of giving you a break, we will give you a break, Danny. Right now, we got a few commercials to play. Got to pay a few bills around here. We're going to be right back with more of the Skipper Buds Cutting Edge Outdoors. <laughs> Uh, did you hear that? That fuzziness in the yeah, in the so- song sounds like an old time recording. I, I think they got a, a an old uh, forty five that was warped or something. Yeah, maybe, <laughs> maybe. That's a good way to ruin a good song. Oh goodness me! Well, anyway, Danny, uh, last week I got an email from a fella, 
He had one of my books. I don't know if you know this, Jeff, but back in 1990, I wrote a book. I did know. Yeah, and uh, I wish I knew then what I know now. But anyway, I wrote a book back then. It was, yeah, okay. It wasn't that great. But anyway, uh, a guy, our, our friend Joe in Monaco. Joe in Monaco. Joe in Monaco. He's called the show. He's been a contestant on some things, and he's, uh, you know, asked questions. And Anyway, Joe in Monaco sent me an email. He said, if I send you the your book that I have, will you sign it for me? And I said, well, sure, Joe, of course I will. You know, send it down. So I got it uh, a couple days ago. I put it in the mail. I mailed it back to him. I think it was Thursday, so he should get it today or Monday. One of the two, he should get it. But what was interesting, and I didn't just sign it. I put a nice note in there and whatever. That's nice. But this, 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 this was cute. Inside the book was this little thank you note. Got a cute card. Now listen, this this was I thought this was funny. It doesn't okay. have flowers on it, does it? Yeah, and it says I don't know if I'm sharing, this, Jeff. Well, you'll find out why. Okay. It says thank you for bringing excitement to my husband's Saturday, meaning both of us, of course. Oh, it came from the the wife then. Yeah. yeah well, I thought the card with yeah, flowers no. came from the guy. No. Thank you for okay, bringing I'm, excitement I'm, I'm at ease now. to my husband's Saturday mornings. I enjoy the show myself. Also, fishing poles are like shoes for women. Thanks for pointing that out. I did point that out on a show. We were talking about fishing rods, and oh, I said, "No, no, I was the one who pointed it out." Were you the one who pointed oh, it out? Oh yeah. Oh, I thought it was me. Well, anyway, anyway she said, credit. "She says thanks for <laughs> thanks for pointing that out." She says, "I think she says that laughingly, you know," and that's from Mrs. Joseph, and then her last name. Oh, that so, is nice. So that the, is nice. Yeah, his wife and sends us a nice you note. You know, that how was much nice. did you charge for that autograph? By the way, was it? Did you set it up through your PayPal? Yeah, there okay. you go. <laughs> I had a copy of your book, Tom, and and what happened was I had all these books, and I went to that half price books place, you know, where you can turn yeah, them in and they yeah. give you money for them. Yeah. What'd you get? A quarter for mine or they, a nickel? They paid me a buck just to Did take the take book and leave. <laughs> 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 uh, that I can understand. That I can understand. Yes. Definitely. No, it's a good book, Tom. I like no, it. it, it you know, it's uh, especially funny looking at well, a young Tom Newbauer. Yeah, yeah. It, I, as a matter of fact, when he sent it, and I was sitting there at the kitchen table, and I, and I hadn't gone through it in a long time, you know, and I was just going through it, looking at pictures of the kids when they were young. Uh, well, my youngest son was only like three years old at the time, so he wasn't in there. But my other two, Nick and Chris, were in there. and. And just looking at the different things, you know, and all that, it was it was inter- interesting just to look at all the old pictures. And then remember, you know, some of the pictures that I had of clients, you know, that right. I was out with. And then remembering those people and those that day. And But, you know, some of them, I'm looking at it, it's like, I don't remember that day at all. <laughs> you know, they, they're holding a muskie, but hmm, I guess they caught one, but I don't remember it, you know. So Are some of the people dead now, Tom? Uh, yeah, as a matter of fact, one guy, yeah. Yeah. There was one fella, yeah, that was in there. He was, a, he was a good guy. Yeah, so That's far, good. so You're good. Okay. About time yeah. for a sequel, wouldn't you say? Yeah. Well, you know, I've been thinking about it because, you Mission know. Mission part two. Good cause, job. Cause, you know, Can I do the forward? Oh, God, I'd be, I don't know. Can I do that? <laughs> That'd please, be scary. Please. Can That'd I do scary. the conclusion? <laughs> <laughs> That'd be scary. I'll do the forward. Uh, but, uh, the rifle here will do the back <laughs> of the book, like where they have the back of the book. There we go. Well, you know, and, and I was, and I'm serious when I say, 
and I, I'm sure anybody would agree with me that 30 years later, you know, if you wrote a book 30 years ago, you wish you knew then what you know now, you know? So that means I guess it's time for a new one. But you know what the hard part about that is? Because, you know, for many years, Danny, I have not taken pictures. I, I, you know, it's like I don't need a picture of me holding another bass you or know another musky or another walleye. I don't need that. The only pictures I have yeah. are when we are up uh, either walleye fishing or smallie fishing in the Bay of Green Bay, and I'm with my buddy or brothers, and they insist on taking a picture yeah, yeah. of me Otherwise, with the fish. Yeah. Otherwise, yeah, I don't care. I don't... I've become a fish snob yeah. where I'm like, oh, well, that's nice. Well, I look at There's it... a pretty 30-inch yeah. walleye. Let's yeah. just let that baby go. Yeah, I look at it this way. It's like, you know, I don't have to have... What's... Woo, what that was you, pretty did loud. the aliens just tap our station yeah. here? Yeah. Is that what happened? Wow. I think it's the Chinese. Okay. They're spying on us. Well, the thing is, is Danny, okay, if okay. you know, you if okay, so if you catch a 30 inch walleye, mm-hmm. you don't have to prove it with a photo. You say, you say to me, Tom, I caught a 30 inch walleye. I say, hey, awesome, Danny, right. that's great. Right. I don't need proof of it. Right. If I catch a 20 inch smallie, I, I, I don't, don't have to proof. have a picture to prove it. I say, hey, I caught a 20 incher. And if somebody says, oh, was that really an 18? Hey, look, if, if you don't believe me, fine, don't. I don't care. I know what I caught, you know, right. I know what I did. So no, we and, don't believe other people and, half the time because and, most people don't even measure. Or they oh they, uh, well, I'm, they okay. Exaggerate or I, they I'm look gonna, at, and you're like, well, it was about. I'm going to say this, and I, I might get in trouble for this. Do you have a board on your? I have a board yeah. right on my. Oh, I yeah. put and I in my son's boat. We got yeah measuring thing, big yeah. long ones. Yeah. yeah, you put it on a board, yeah. and then you can tell. Yeah, but uh, okay, my friend John Gillespie might get mad at me for this. But, you know, when they have that big fish part of the show and they show five different people yeah, yeah, holding yeah, their mm-hmm. fish and saying how big they yep. are, every week two or three out of the five are lying. You yep. can tell. But You know, but they're kids and no, stuff. No, no, these aren't the kids' part. This is I, – I don't I – don't, See – I don't worry about the kids' part. It's the adult part. It, See, they have five of the adults and I think two or three of the kids. I, I don't worry about that. No, it's it's – it's the egregious ones. The egregious ones. See, like a guy's holding a nine-inch bluegill, and he's trying to tell me it's a fourteen-inch bluegill. See, I'm not. I know egregious. it's not. <laughs> I, I'm not egregious by it <laughs> because because <laughs> I, if they feel good about it and they want to think it's that, no. let people feel good about themselves, Tom. Yeah, I no, don't. No, no, and that's my no. kind of it measuring system it too. It doesn't bug me. No, three inches equals a foot in my book, yeah. so <laughs> right. that's the measuring no, system I go like, by. Right. I, no, I'm sorry. It has to I, I just can't to kind of mentally let, get you through, right? I can't let it. No, I can't let it pass. It's one thing if you have a 49-inch muskie and on the TV show you say it's a 50. Okay, fine. I don't care. We, you know, within with northern pike and muskie, yeah, okay, fine. But when you have, uh, especially with the bluegills, crappies, and perch, I mean, one time there was the guy, I mean, he had what looked, and you could see his big fingers in the way and all that. Might have been like in a 12-inch crappie. And he was saying it was a 17-incher. I know it's not a 17-inch. You know why I know it's not? Because I caught one almost 17 inches. <laughs> no, you yeah. didn't. No, it I was, don't believe it. Yeah, it wasn't exactly 17. Yeah, well, but I, I have seen a 17-inch crappie, and see, that wasn't it. See, I'm not so quick to call BS on people, okay. you know. Unless they, unless it gets to a point where it's, you well, know, it's egregious. Yeah, it gets, <laughs> yes, exactly. Then it gets you like to me. that but word, not, right? You like that. That's egregious. a good one. 
But yeah, I mean, it's like okay if they fudge a little bit, okay, fine, no big deal. But when it's when they're really fudging, oh, the worst one I saw was fudging. When's guy the last had time I like heard the about a he had like fudging. about a twenty inch largemouth, and he said it was twenty eight inches. That was the worst one of the bunch that Pretty I've ever egregious. seen. Oh my goodness! I would have been egregious. Yeah, yeah. or I can agree with that. In the words of our friend, absolutely. <laughs> God, God have mercy. Hey, the the John Lehman Memorial Three Charlies yeah. Muskie yeah. Invitational is next week Saturday, and we promise, you know, that it won't be fifty mile an hour winds, and people will be, you know, riding waves on surfboards next to you like today. Uh, the tournament is dedicated to the memory of John, our old compadre on the radio station, Charlie Steen Lehman, and and the Charlie the dog. And the proceeds get go towards musky stocking, half of them. And then there's a pretty good payout if there's 50 boats. Only 150 bucks to enter. So for those of you guys challenged at math, if you have a partner, it's $75 each. Check it on your calculator on your phone if you don't believe me. Uh, first place, two grand. Second place, twelve hundred. Third place, five hundred fifty dollar. And it's a good time. Tournament hours are seven thirty to three p.m. Uh, award ceremony at Smokey's Musky Shop. So uh, anyway, swing by the Musky Shop right by the waterfront. Swing by, pick up your registration, go up, visit our good friends at the waterfront, and uh, have some of those haystack onion rings and a brewski afterwards. Yeah, and they usually and over at Smokey's uh, after the tournament, they're usually cooking something on the grills. Yeah, I don't know if yeah. they're going to get. I don't know uh, if they're going to do that. We're going to get time, our but... head chef Andy or one of the trained technicians. Uh, actually, I think the technicians are on strike right now. <laughs> you know, we should. Think, we, we should call I think them. The technicians <laughs> they they unionized, they organized, and they. They're on strike right now. <laughs> I'll tell you, you know, when we come back, we're getting into sucker time, you know, using sucker minnows for muskies, and maybe we'll talk a little bit about that after the the gut report that's coming up next. So stay tuned here on 1250 AM and 1057 FM, The Fan. Come here, I'm going to eat you. I'm bigger than you. I'm higher in the food chain. Get in my belly. The Gut Report is brought to you by Discount Liquor. Well, this comes from our good friends Mad Dog and Merrill. So if you you pickle stuff like uh, northern pike, bluegills, people pickle a lot of different fish. But anyway, after you have your pickled fish, try this. Take, uh, you know, about a pound of your pickled fish and then mix this up. One cup of sour cream, the juice of one lemon, or if you prefer lime, but lemon, one large onion thinly sliced, and a tablespoon of peppercorns. Stir it all together, then refrigerate that, you know, take the the fish, the pickled fish, and this, I guess you call it a sour cream sauce, and stir it all together, put it in the refrigerator, wait about two hours, and then serve it. So if you like, like pickled herring or sour cream herring, this is a great way to make your own. All right, so you might want to try that. I mean, if people are still pickling fish, I don't know. We'll find out. The Gut Report is brought to you by Discount Liquor, where you'll find the best price, selection, and service. I'm not. At 51st and Oklahoma in Milwaukee and Main Street in Barstow in Waukesha. For weekly specials, go to DiscountLiquorInc.com.
Great choice. Classic tunes, man. Welcome back. Skipper Bud's Cutting Edge Outdoors. Hey, we want to thank all our listeners right now. We've got people at work, on their way to work, on their way home from work, at home, friends, everybody that's out there listening, uh, law enforcement officers working to protect us, first responders, servicemen. Thanks to all for what you do. And yes. Tom, I got my gripe of the week, buddy. Oh. Yeah, after that, we'll, we're going to oh, talk no, suckers. But no, go ahead. Gripe of the week. Oh, okay. Tell us your gripe, Danny. I, you know, I'm, I, I meant to talk about this sooner. Mm-hmm. Uh, I was at at work yesterday, and one of the gals in the office goes, Dan, what's with this zombie deer disease? Tom, you with me there? Yeah, I'll go right ahead. I'm sorry. Okay. Yeah, so she said, what's with this zombie deer disease? The zombie deer disease? Have you heard about that? Uh, I've heard of other diseases. Now there's a zombie disease? Tom, you must not read the papers, dude. I don't this have has time been going for that. On. This is, what, what are you, live in a bubble? Um, <laughs> anyway, it's been in major. I've, yes, I've heard zombie deer disease. Okay, what are they referring to? I have no idea. Come on, dude, I heard, you are, what are you, I just living in a bubble? Heard it. I've just heard it, you yeah, know, no, zombie. He has no clue, Jeff. No. So if you Go read ahead. USA Today and major news outlets, I it's don't. been on the internet, everything else, the major news organizations are referring to chronic wasting disease as the zombie right. deer disease. Okay, now I remember, yes, okay, yes. Okay. Which is all a bunch of... Hooey! BS. That's just, you can't trust the media these days. No, you can't. They're just making. Fake news. They're just, (laughs) well, here's what they're doing, Tom. They're sensationalizing it by attaching the name zombie to it. Right, exactly. It's chronic wasting disease. It's been around forever, I told the gal. I said, it's been around for 15 years. We've been talking about it. And all of a sudden, it's national news. They're splashing the headlines and calling it the zombie deer disease. Give me a break. So no. tired of these, you know, national media, you know, it's just making a big deal and blah, 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 blah. Oh, they think it'll sell more papers, I think, if they got a headline, zombie deer disease, you know, and then, oh, I better buy this and read about it. Yeah, yeah right. Right along with a bunch of other fake yeah. stories. Hey, we got an email, Danny. This comes from Dennis. He says, a trusted source at Smokey's told me the following. Tom don't look like much, but he does 50 push-ups and 50 sit-ups before every show, right in the studio. Could that be true? Dennis, okay. you've been drinking. The, that other guy's been smoking funny stuff. <laughs> Whoever well, told I, you that? <laughs> let me respond, Tom. Let me respond, Tom. Okay, were you the, the first, trusted source? No, the first, first erroneous foundation of this story is there are no trusted sources at Smokey's Musky Shop Bar and Casino. Unless it comes to maybe fishing, musky fishing. Well. Maybe yeah. that, yeah. They, it, it's, you know, it was secondhand information yeah. anyway. It wasn't, you know. Yeah. So, yeah, Tom, 50. Did you ever? Yeah. You must have done 50 push-ups back in the day. I don't think I ever had to. Well, you were a lean machine. You had a roll of, you had the white T-shirt and a roll of smokes rolled up by your arm back in high school, leaning on a of 65 Nova, having a smoke. 62 Nova. Ready, 62. 62 Nova. How do I know this? <laughs> right, ready to be peeling out of the parking Wait. lot. Yeah, actually, I wish I look back here. With, right, yep, right yep. with his buddies in high school. You know what I wish oh, I had yeah. a picture of? I went to uh, Washington High School. Well, I first went to Pius High School. They didn't have a sense of humor, and after a year and a half, they asked me to go someplace else. So then I went to Washington High School, which was closer to my house, right? So I remember one time, though, 
on 43rd Street. That's where Washington High School is on the west side of the street, and 43rd Street is like a boulevard, okay? And we're, my buddy and I, my buddy Tom Hirsch and I, were on the other side of the street, parked up my leaning next to my 62 Nova, having a beer, standing outside the car, leaning against it, having a beer during school hours, and on the third floor of the class that we were supposed to be in, the teacher sticks his head out the window and says, hey, Neubauer and Hirsch, get your butts in here. He didn't <laughs> use the word butts. Uh, I think he did. I oh, think he okay. did. But uh, And then we just were holding our cans of beer. We kind of like toasted them. Hey, how you doing? <laughs> nice. We got in trouble for that, too. Yeah. <laughs> you were an overachiever. So in where high was school. your third high school, Tom? No, I. I, I yeah, right. I, Good question. I, Where's that? How'd that homeschool work out for you? No, uh, pretty good. We, we finished there. Mom, kick you out of homeschool yeah. after that too, or what? They didn't, they didn't have homeschooling back then. I don't think, unless yeah. you lived on a. There farm he is having a beer. Now we get kid, on kids for just having a little vape now and then. Yeah, Look I how know. bad you were back then. I know the things we got. Whoa, the God, the things we did back then. It was yeah. terrible. You know? Why well, you know I'm here to and I'll produce the uh, high school football coaches show you yeah. know that comes on at ten o'clock, and last week or the week before it was homecoming week for a lot of sure. these high schools. Yeah. So the athletic director from Muskego was here. A couple coaches were here, and those guys they do like some kind of random draw and they breathalyze these kids that come in for their homecoming day. Really? Totally. Well, I guess they have to nowadays. Mind. Why? Why can't kids have know. any fun anymore? I know. Well, we don't want them to have too much fun, Jeff. Yeah. As long I as they're know. not driving. Well, yeah, if they're not you driving. Know, what did you do in high school? I was clean cut, man. Yeah? yeah I was a good, uh, I, was, I was good. Yeah, I didn't get into trouble till I got to college. That's when I got put on double secret probation. <laughs> I got put on put probation. Put you in the witness they protection program. The football, <laughs> the football coaches put me on dawn patrol where I, we had to get and run sprints in the gym at 5 in the morning. Ouch. And the administration made us take a Saturday and go pick up the campus to pick up garbage. I just remember something about, yep. push, about push-ups. And they sent my parents a letter. When I was at uh, Pius High School, there was, I don't do push-ups. Oh, I do push-ups. There, there were okay. <laughs> there were uh, there was this one gym teacher who, uh, anyway, I won't go into that. But anyway, and uh, I did something that he didn't like, or I didn't do something, and he said, "Give me twenty Neubauer," you know. And I said, "Twenty? Yeah, give me twenty push-ups." I said, "Give yourself twenty push-ups." <laughs> I didn't give you know twenty push. Shut the heck up. Oh yeah, we had a good one. As a matter of fact, a window got broken. And <laughs> give yourself 20. I'm not doing no damn 20. What See, he was just a... <laughs> and it's hard to believe you're such a... Oh, such a, such kiss, a nice guy. No, nah, you're... I'm a sweetheart. Well, not really. But <laughs> you're kind of a... Listen to that. Listen to that. Not you're, really. You know... Oh, you're my, you're a kiss butt with your wife. Of it course. It seems like that's the only one that... She must have been really hot then, huh? She was. To, yeah, she was. That's yeah. why you. She kissed, still is. You kissed her butt right out of high school. She's, well, she's sixty-five years old and still is. I think. I don't know. There's, nice. There's, she doesn't look sixty-five. Never, you know. You know. But yeah, Sophia Loren at sixty-five, or maybe Raquel oh. or Anne Margaret. My son a, Chris. Of course, they've had lots of hey, surgery. My son Chris wanted me to tell you this joke on the radio. Is it clean? Yes. Okay. He said, "How do you get a Kleenex to dance?" How do you get a Kleenex to dance? Hold on. Let me think. Let me think. 
I give up. Okay. Put a little boogie in it. I know that's so bad. He says you gotta play. You gotta say this on the radio. I says yeah. I'll tell Danny. He won't laugh, and then he'll accuse me of laughing at my own jokes, which I did. Oh my! Can we go to a break? That's not bad. I've heard. Okay, worse. look, I- we're we're gonna go to a break. But coming up next is the Hornschwaggle. It's brought to you by Carl's Country Market out there in Menominee Falls on Main Street and Pilgrim Road. Great place for sausages, sausages, meats, and more. As a matter of fact, they have award-winning sausages for it's really, really good. You got to go out there anyway. You'll win a ten dollars gift certificate if you win. Uh, so be a caller now at 414-799-1250. That's 799-1250. Be a contestant in the Hornschwaggle. We'll be right back with more right here on the Skipper Buds Cutting Edge Outdoors. Got the Polish rifle rocking over there to his tunes there. Um Welcome back. Skipper Bud's Cutting Edge Outdoors. Hey, we our caller for the Hornschwaggle somehow got disconnected and dropped off. So you got a chance. Give a call right now, 799-1250, and you too can be a contestant on the Hornschwaggle. I'm going to make three statements, and all you got to do is get two out of three correct, and you'll win that certificate for Carl's Country Market. So give us a call. Jeff will man the board. Yeah, so. all you got to do is say it's a Hornschwaggle. Or no hornswoggle. No you know, I'll tell you the the word hornswoggle is getting really popular. It is because yeah, because oh, people listen because to the show. Yeah, people listen to the show, and they just think that's the name. Just the the word hornswoggle is funny. <laughs> you know? Well, when a kid, I think they like to say it or when something. A, when a kid comes to class late and gives me an excuse, I look at him. I go, oh, "That's a hornswoggle." <laughs> you want to get some some days looks? Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. It's a lot. <laughs> the vocabulary of American youths is not as good as what it used to be. They don't read anymore. You can use words, and they don't know what mm-hmm. the word means. Mm-hmm. You know, Danny, when you mention that, the phone lines, all the lines they lit all up. Lit up. But we do have a contestant, and who is this? We've got Steve from Milwaukee. All right. Hey, Steve. Hit the button. You got, you got him well, up. Now he just oh, dropped geez, off. We yeah. got him well. We got a, okay. We'll take the next guy. Well, we I got a, cross we got out our, the word Steve. The we name. got a we got a rash of uh, drop-offs here. I yeah. don't know what's going on here. Yeah, they're just okay. maybe Steve. I don't uh, think the rapture is taking place because you're still here, Tom. He had a second thought about playing the Hornswoggle. You know, huh? Maybe he had a second thought. Maybe he didn't want to. Maybe play it was the, the wrong number, Tom. Yeah, it could have been a wrong number, or maybe he was just calling with a question or comment and didn't really want to play the Hornswoggle. I don't know why. Okay, now who do we have? Now we've got Fred from the palatial estates of Mequon. Oh, All right. wow. Fred and Mequon. How you doing, Fred? Good morning, Fred. Live the dream, fellas. How live, are you? Live the dream. I like it. I like it. So here we go. You get two out of three of these correct, and you will be a lucky wiener. Here we go. Uh, we're t- the subject today is the Great Lakes. Lake Erie. Lake Erie, fantastic fishery, but at one time it was known as the Dead Sea due to pollution. Hornswoggle or no Hornswoggle? No Hornswoggle. No Hornswoggle, yep. I remember vividly as a kid a cover of a National Geographic magazine that showed this green, slimy water, and I think that was the title of it, the Dead Sea. Okay, Uh, next one. Lake Erie. Lake Erie is the deepest of the Great Lakes. Hornswoggle or no Hornswoggle? 
I'm going to go Hornswoggle. Hornswoggle. Very good. Lake All Superior. Right. Lake right? Superior, yeah. followed, I believe, by Lake Michigan. Mm-hmm. Then he Lake, I don't know, here then in I Ontario. Don't know one. Okay, I know Lake Erie is the shallowest, actually. Right. I think right. that's why it gets pretty rough there with that one. Okay, let's see if you could get the third one here. Make you really feel good here. Uh, lake Trout. There's lake trout in the Great Lakes, but they were not native to the Great Lakes. Hornswoggle or no Hornswoggle? They were not. You said they were not native to the Great Lakes? Right. That's what I said. Okay. Uh, I'll say that's Hornswoggle. That is a Hornswoggle. That's the one that wasn't. Steve, uh, Fred, Fred, you're hot. Now, we've got to make sure that the Polish rifle there gets your name, first name, and last name rifle because (laughs) some of our previous producers give me a first name. Yeah, exactly. And name, address, mailing address, and I'll get that $10 certificate to Carl's out to you real quick. Awesome. Thanks. All right. right, Thanks for listening, Fred. Fred. Bye now. All right. So the Um, rifle will get that over there. And uh, so what you got over there, Tom? Oh, 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 I was just writing stuff here. You're writing some stuff? Yeah, just getting ready. Um, we know what we brought up, uh, what we were talking about during the break a little bit was uh, last week, uh, you know, at, well, let's put it this way. After the 7-15 break, we're going to play the NFL football picking contest. Right. And last week, you and I and our producer picked Dallas. The contestant was the only one who picked Green Bay. So we were all we us three were wrong. Now watch this week we'll all pick Green Bay and watch uh, Detroit win. You know, so who knows? Well, Detroit do have a good defense, and uh, they're they're okay. Actually, Detroit is not a bad team. They're not bad. You know, I mean, I saw one thing. I forget where I saw it on one of the websites, ESPN website, where it is some flash advertisement for some guy who's a predictor for you know mm-hmm. locks of the week and stuff like yeah. that. The the uh, Packers over Detroit was his lock of the week. Oh, really? Yeah. Well, What's no name have to say about it? No, we should call him. Should we call him and find out? Yeah, why don't we get no name, you know. The no name bookie. Get the no name bookie on the I, I, I'm going to have to write this in. in I got to write this in code. Uh, well, we could go with the Star Wars code and go with the no name Wookiee. All right, here. Okay, we got here's the number. It's the no-name bookie. Give him a call. We'll see what he thinks. And, uh, you know, one of these days I'm just waiting for a cop to pull up to me and say, okay, buddy, who's this no-name bookie? We want to know. That's illegal. Tell us his name. You know, what am I going to do? I'm too pretty to go to prison if I don't tell. <laughs> You're a cute. You're a cute little guy. They're going to be loving you from dawn till yeah. dark. <laughs> Dark till done. And what are you going to be doing? I'll be selling smokes in the cafeteria. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. Oh, God. We are oh, bad. Yes. <laughs> I got I to gotta watch that movie again. I got it. Yeah, On so do I. I've DVD. Got it. I got yeah, it. Not just, the, not just the uh, VHS. Yeah, I got it yeah. on DVD, too. And I, uh, I'm i going to have to uh, just... Listen to it. Watch it one more time because if if you don't know what we're talking about, folks, it's called Strange Brew. Bob and Doug McKenzie's quest for free brewski. Because <laughs> they found a beer. A no, mouse. no, beer. A mouse. A mouse. In, a mouse in their beer. So Well, they didn't really find it, and they put it in there because he heard that if, so, if you found a mouse in a beer, that they'd give you a free case of beer. So they went and put a mouse in a beer and took it in, and the guy 
but they threw him out of the place. <laughs> yeah, it was. Uh, he didn't get. They didn't get away with it. Yeah. So. Now the no-name bookie might be busy right now, so no we might have to call him no-name. after seven. Yeah, he might be uh, busy, so we'll give him a call after seven. So okay. we'll try that. Anyway, you know, we were going to talk about suckers after the, after the gut report. Well, it is. Uh, it is get, it is that time of year now, Tom. Yeah, and the water temperature should be falling now with this weather. Well, yeah, yeah drastically falling. But I yeah. was going to ask you this, Tom. What is your experience like on a weekend like right now where we just, okay, it was 60-some degrees the other day. It was yeah, comfortable. I'm walking yeah. around with T-shirt, you know, yeah. showing the pipes off. And, and now all of a sudden uh, it's drastically plummeted in cold. What's that going to do to the fish, this sudden cold front? What well, they still have to eat. Well, we know that. But the thing is, how often will they, and can you entice them to eat? The the easy meal, like a sucker, rather than, have to, than having to chase something, uh, is just maybe easier for them. You know, Wouldn't you say a sudden cold front it's, overall it's, is not? What's, what's worse to me good, is the post-frontal conditions after the cold front. So you're saying, like, well, yeah. the front will come through this weekend, and yeah, then it's, it's going to get nicer. Now. You think, like... Next week will no, be I think tougher couple, after a, this weekend? A day, a day or two after. Okay, so like Monday or Tuesday? Might be tougher days than today. But what? it is windy. Oh, you know what? Jeff is letting Jeff's us know. Letting us know we got to go. Is that what that, that music yeah. is? It is now time for the sports update with the Polish pipe bomb. Jeff Orlovsky. Seeger. Take it away, Jeff. Good choice. The following is paid commercial programming. The content and opinions expressed do not necessarily reflect those of WSSP, Intercom Milwaukee, its staff, or sponsors. From Lake Michigan to the Mississippi, and every river, lake, and field in between, let's talk everything outdoors. Aboard! <laughs> You're on the crazy train! Welcome to the Skipper Buds Cutting Edge Outdoors. Fasten your seatbelts for a wild ride through Wisconsin's outdoors. Only on Sports Radio 105.7 FM, The Fan. We're not suckers here at the Skipper Buds Cutting Edge Outdoors, but we know where you can get them at Smokey's Musky Bait and Tackle Shop on Pewaukee Lake. This is the Skipper Buds Cutting Edge Outdoors. Soakers. And, yeah, and we come to you every Saturday morning from 6 to 8 a.m. We are live. We are unrehearsed. And if you want to be part of the show, give us a call at 414-799-1250. That's 799-1250. Also, you can email us live at the Smokies inbox at ceoguys at yahoo.com. He's Dan Bush. I'm Tom Neubauer. Jeff Orlovsky sitting, sitting in today for part-time Bodie. So okay, I got. We were talking about suckers. Yeah, Danny. and I got it. You know, you bring up some important points, Tom. I, I got some important financial advice for everybody out there. You know, you hear all <laughs> these advertisements about gold going up thirty percent and silver. Well, stock market's going bad because uh, of fights with China and stuff. Hey, if I were going to invest now, Tom, I think I'd invest in suckers. I think that's going to be a good financial investment because <laughs> the price of suckers yeah. has gone up steadily over the years. I don't know how much is it for a, a big. 15 inch sucker now what's it going eight to for? ten bucks yeah and and no one knows this more than my old friend troy woodrow who spent literally thousands of dollars thousands mm-hmm. back in the day on suckers yeah yeah he he'd, he'd go in 
He, he, one time he ran a tab. He had 1200 that he owed yet. Just oh, on wow. suckers. Yeah. Uh, yeah. There's uh, several guys out at Smokies who guide a lot out there in the fall. Uh, well, like Paul, our friend Paul. Yeah. And uh, he buys a lot of suckers. And uh, well, gee whiz. Troy used to buy like 10 at a time. So I think yeah. he spent thousands over the years on oh, suckers. Yeah. But they do, they do work. And the tip is this. To keep them alive, one thing I always thought of doing, like Sankey did it, one of the trained technicians at, you know, Smokey's Musky Shop Bar and Casino, is he took like uh, some chicken wire, you know, like a little cage type thing, sunk it below his pier and just keeps the suckers right there in the lake water, right? which would work great. Otherwise, if you got a big giant cooler... And it's, yeah. it's cold enough in the fall and keep that outside and yeah. check on them, maybe th- refresh some lake, you know, if you can, some water once in a while. Yeah. But I've had them in a cooler for days in yeah. this and time you, of year, if the weather's like yeah. this right now. Or your live well. If you have an aerator, one of those portable aerators. Yeah, I bought one of those little just things. drop it down in the cooler. Man, that works. You can keep those things for a week. You know, I mean, really, you can keep them a long time, you know. So, because, yeah, suckers aren't aren't cheap. Uh, but I'll tell you that is such an effective way. Now I said to my son, Chris, uh, it was during the week one day, I think it was Wednesday. I said, so we going fishing Sunday. And he says, do you know what the weather's supposed to be like? Windy, cold, maybe snow. And I said, yeah, so I mean, I I said, yeah, so, so you are going fishing tomorrow. No, he doesn't want to go. Would you go out in that weather? Yeah. No, you wouldn't. I've got. Hey, You've got. I've soft got. Over I've got the years. long underwear. I've I, got the yeah. uh, the flannel lined uh, jeans. I've got heavy jackets. I've got stuff. But we were to just wear. talking. A cold front's going to put those fish off, man. It, it it might or might not. Well, you know what? You don't know if you're going to catch one unless you're out there fishing for them. You, yeah, you got to have something in the water to try to catch them. And I, you know, the thing is, and you're right about Pewaukee. <clears throat> depending on that wind. Man, it, it comes through there like a roaring. Uh, it's just crazy. But I like going to Oconomowoc. And because there's areas there where it's still good fishing, there are still fish present, but you can get out of the. There's a well, lot of places true. which are good areas to get out of that's the wind. That's a little more sheltered there. Yeah, it is. And uh, especially. Well, I, Fowler. I did Fowler yeah, one Fowler, time there you when go. it was so yeah. windy and I actually went and did catch a muskie yeah. on that little, yeah. that little hole in the wall pond that's, Fowler. That's that's like a secret that I, for years, wouldn't tell people about. I mean, Fowler is a, about an 80-acre lake, of which 50 acres is fishable for muskie. And uh, it's one of those lakes that it's a perfect lake to go to in the fall. Like if the Packers are playing at noon, you get out there at 8 o'clock, and you, in three hours from 8 to 11, right. you can make two full circles, passes around the lake in that, Let's say 25, 30 feet of water. You got the suckers out. You're casting towards the weed line and that. You can make two full circles, and if they're biting, they're biting. If they're not, they're not, all right? But you can be out of there, back home, in front of the TV by the time the Packers come on. You know, I almost yeah. wish I had a little boat, a smaller just boat. Just to do that. Just to yeah. do that. Yeah. You know what I mean? Just yeah. like a little boat, just to throw it in the back of my truck. And yeah. I, I guess not that hooking my boat up and driving it is any big deal, but... It seems like overkill being yeah. in a boat the size that I have on, yeah. a, on a little fowler, but just a small little something. Yeah. You know, uh, 
I'm not into that, you know, that, that yuppie kind of, the, the what, the, not the canoe, what do they call oh, it? Oh, the, the kayak. I'm not into that kayak no, stuff, I, right? That seems I don't like think a, I'd want a musky fish like out kind of a kayak. A, no. That seems like kind of a, what, uh, millet, is, I don't know if millet, whatever. It's for young people today to do, the, they think it's cool, not me. But I wouldn't mind doing that on Fowler, actually, yeah. with a, a sucker. I wouldn't, I wouldn't want a musky fish on Fowler. If let's, you, let's take, should we take this call first? I don't know. Sure. Okay. Okay, who do you got? Well, I don't think he's in a kayak, but it's Ian from Kansas. Oh, oh hey, yeah, our friend Ian. Hey, bow hunting Ian. for Bro, Kansas it's, whitetails. It's Kian. Yeah, Kian. Oh, yes. Kian. Oh, my Yeah, fault. with a K. Hey, hey, is, is the water turning over down by you guys? Not yet. Not yet. I was, talk, I was talking to Pete, Pete Mana and Rob Manthai, okay. who live up in St. Germain. And they're going hunting now because the water's turning over, and they're telling me that the, that's the worst time to musky fish because exactly they're in limbo. Yep, it's the worst time. Yep, and that's going to last for what? Any it could last three to five days, but uh, right. and of course, northern Wisconsin is going to turn over before down here, so we can figure ours might turn over in a couple of weeks or so. Now, one thing you depends can, on the weather. One thing as far as avoiding the effects of turnover is some lakes. There's really not much shallow lakes that are windblown and stuff like that. You know, even like Pewaukee, yeah, maybe you'll see turnover, but there's still shallow areas far west end, yeah. east end, where there's always muskies. And, yeah. and I think, the you know, you can still strategically try and fish lakes that would be less affected by it. Right, because the shallow lakes are less affected. Yeah, because they really don't have that don't much have, of a thermal climb, so gonna to speak. Be, there, there is no thermal climb. Yeah, if it's seven, eight, nine feet of water, there is no thermal climb. Right. And so right. it won't, doesn't. it's not going to turn over, yeah. So, All right, well, the other so. thing I want to say was two weeks from yesterday, I'll be in Nebraska with my bow and arrow getting yeah. ready to flame sling. All right. Yeah. It's, that time is here again. It is. It's yeah. awesome. Yeah, and you, you guys did pretty well last year, right? You were calling us from there. Yeah, and I'm, I'm sure we'll call you again. Uh, we, we dropped two nice ones last year, but uh, it was early September um, of, la no, two years. No, yeah, it was last year where we put six giants on the ground. Wow. I was guiding for uh, for an outfitter. But uh, the weather here in Kansas has dropped. I, don't, I think it was like maybe 40 degrees. Yeah, I know. That, that big so, front that went through... Uh, Denver and all that area came right through you guys. Yeah. Right. So anyway, well, you guys have a great day again. I appreciate listening to you every every Saturday morning. My girlfriend doesn't like it, but I, 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 I told her. It was, ask her. Yeah. Uh, ask her what would make her, what what kind of a segment she might like that we could do that she would like it, and get back she, to us. Um, I, I'll I'll do that. She's kind of grumpy right now. Okay. Oh, okay. All right. <laughs> we'll talk to you later, Kian. Yep. Thanks, Take care, man. Okay. Bye. Bye. And, you know, one of the things that people got to remember when they're using suckers, Danny, that about the regulation for using them, you got to use a, a quick strike rig or quick set, whatever you want to call it, and you can't wait like a, a while. You're supposed to set the hook as soon as you get the hit. You're supposed to grab it and, and well, what they want to yeah. What they want to avoid is them swallowing it. Right, exactly. Sucking it. So just uh, just remember, folks, yeah, you got to use that quick set. The rig. last real big one. I got was with Dr. Dennis Maiman, uh, 48-incher on a sucker, and it was comical, Tom, because uh, we were casting dragon suckers, and we actually had one, I think I've told you the story, where we had a muskie that was behind the sucker for at least 
45 minutes and wouldn't grab it. Mm -hmm. uh, every time I'd pull the sucker up, that muskie would be right behind it, about mm -hmm. a 40-incher. In fact, we drifted off 50 yards off the point, and that muskie was still there. But that one never ate. But about an hour later in a different area of uh, the lake, you know how sometimes you get a hit on a sucker and you're drifting and it's eh, 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 lines going out and you're not sure it's a fish or it's right. a weed yeah. or it's a sucker yeah. getting yeah. feisty? This was a hit where it was like a salmon hitting on a Lake Michigan trolling rod, oh, right? No. Zzz, it's taken off. So I, 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 I wind in the other line quick and I, and I grab the rod and, I'm in a, and Dennis is in front. Cat, he's, he just launched a long cast. And he's winding and talking to me slowly mm -hmm. and he's just like nothing talking slowly or winding slowly Both. Oh, acting. Okay. <laughs> and and like nothing it like like he didn't hear me that we had a and finally i said dennis you got to get back here and set the hook he goes i'm moving slow and trying to remain calm oh, he was trying okay. to keep himself calm and okay. man when he set the hook on that one I'm, i'll tell you what i cranked the drag down yeah. for sucker setting hooks on suckers mm -hmm. but when he set the hook and i saw the rod doubling over I backed off on the drag, and it's a good thing I did yep. because that thing made some runs and leaps mm -hmm. at the boat, and it was a great story. Yeah, We I'll, got that baby. You know, when we were talking about Fowler Lake, my I've caught a number of muskies out there. My my best one was a 46-incher, and then I got one where me and Dennis Radloff were out doing a TV show one time there, and it was one of those nasty days, kind of like today but in November, where we had sleet coming down, it was cold, and it was windy, we were going to go to a different lake, but he says, no, we better go to Fowler because of the wind, okay? Right. He said, no, let's go to Fowler. And uh, on the show that day, I got a, a it was about, I think it was a 44-incher on a bulldog. Right. And uh, and Dennis even pointed it out. He says, you know, last week we saw a nice fish right over there. So I cast it over there and honestly, <laughs> got it. It's like, man, Dennis, you're awesome. I wish so Dennis that, Radloff was still guiding. He was, was a good guy. the one on the bulldog? Yeah, that was the one on the bulldog, yeah. Yeah, that was that was pretty Maybe sweet. Dennis, so he calls us once in a while. Yeah, yeah, I wonder what he's doing. We should give him a call one day. Hey, uh, Jeff, you want to uh, give the no-name bookie a call? At, okay, you want to call him now because we want to get his info before we go to the NFL football picking contest, which will open up the phone lines shortly to get a contestant for this week. And uh, it's brought to you, by the way, by Curly's Waterfront Pub out there in Pewaukee Lake. I got to go out there. I will be going out there soon. I know that for a fact. You know why? Because I'll be buying suckers at Smokey's. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so since I'm there. You think you're going to go out do some sucker fishing with, uh, oh, with it'll, the sun? It'll be coming up. I'm also going to be going with uh, this one young fella that I go with every now and then. Uh, he uh, He's never musky fished before. So, okay, we got him on. Okay, the, here we got the No Name Bookie. Good morning, No Name. Hey, Tom. Hey, Danny. Hey, how are yeah. you doing? So, uh, what do you think about this week's game against Packers versus Lions? I like the Packers. You do, huh? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So, yeah. last Thank week, you. last week, weren't you on Dallas? Last week? Yeah. No. No, you were on oh, the Packers hey, last good week, job. too. You we were should, one of the few. We should have called you We should have listened week. to you, the yeah. expert. Yeah. yeah. So, yeah. We, we like the Packers. Now, even without... What's uh, the point spread? Hey, wait a minute. What's the point spread? Do you know what it is? No, I don't know it offhand right now. Oh, okay. You got to check all those books and logs that you have. I think have it was like that. three and a half, wasn't it? Something I don't like know. that. I think it was like a three and a half, four and a half point spread. Maybe our trained technician, the Polish rifle back there, can get on that for us. Yeah. But um, even with our re wide receiver, what's his name? Uh, Adams. Adams out. 
And who else? Don't we have some more Williams injuries? Williams is back. Williams the is back. back. He's back. Adams. And now Aaron Rodgers' knee hurt. Oh, yeah, What's but he's going to play. He's going to play. Oh, he's playing. Yeah, they said he's playing. Okay. He just he tweaked his knee a little bit. Okay. So it's not a big yeah, deal. Yeah, I like the Packers up to seven. Yeah, I think so. Monday okay. night in Lambeau Field. Oh, yeah, they're yeah. on a roll. Packers are four-point favorites. Okay. Okay, oh, so, yeah. so you think the Packers will cover that, huh? They'll cover that. Oh, yeah. Yep. All right, no name. Thanks for the input. Take care, man. All right, bye. All right, Take bye. Care, you guys. Bye. Yeah, you know, I just figured out he was probably at the he was you know over in Vegas they, in those big big places those hotels they got the the betting rooms you know yeah. the the sports bars and betting rooms where you know you make he was probably making a bet. That's what he probably. He's in was Vegas doing. right now. Wow, well, who knows where he is? Could be could be in the Cayman Islands, you know. You know, doing whatever, but or 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 what's that place he was at a few years ago on the East Coast, Atlantic City? Yeah, you know, but uh, he's probably sitting in that sport sports book in Vegas, getting free drinks, you know, making bets. The yeah. no name bookie, he's, he's got the life. I'll tell you. Yeah, you know, you know, they call those guys who bet the big money the sharps. They call them sharps, the sharps, sharps, the sharps. Yeah, because they, they supposedly are sharp on when it comes to betting that they know they call what they're them doing. Sharps. Yeah, they don't always know, but they're pretty. They, what they, they, they were called sharks. No, no, not sharks. Sharps with a P. What do they okay. call guys sharks. like me that bet very little? Dopes. <laughs> guys like you and me who bet on the, the horse races. We we bet on Actually, the I don't three bet. big horse races. That's what we bet well, on Tom the horse races. Tom talked me into a try. And uh, bike we didn't. Uh, the, this year we didn't do any good in the horse races. Nah. A couple nah. years in a row we did all right. Took you a know. beating. But this year, no. Right. But oh, you'll like Life this savings. one, Jeff. Down the drain. Jeff, Here goes ten bucks down the drain. <laughs> you'll like this. Uh, Saved like you know in that in that one horse race was that the Kentucky Derby where the the horse the winning horse was disqualified, so the second place horse won. Remember that? Yeah. Oh yeah. All right. That second place horse was like I don't know fifty to one shot. It was it was a nag, right? Mm-hmm. It ended up being the winner. And I said to my no- friend, a no name bookie, one after the race because I always call him after the race and race and cry about not winning. I said, who would bet on a 50 to one? Nobody's going to win money on this. Who would bet on a 50 to one shot or whatever? He said his wife did. Nice. And she won. <laughs> she put a $2 bet on it and won. I said, who does that? His wife died. How lucky is that? Okay. Coming up next now, folks, is the NFL football picking contest brought to you by Curly's Waterfront Pub on Pewaukee Lake. Danny and I can both attest that they got great food, great drinks, great people. They got TVs all over, a lot of different games. It's a neat place to go, real nice place. You can even take the family there. Uh, it's a good place at the Curly's Waterfront Pub, which is Kitty Corner or Caddy Corner, depending on which part of the country you come from. Uh, Kitty Corner from Smokey's Musky Shop right there on Pewaukee Lake. So call now at 414-799-1250, 414-799-1250. Be a contestant in the NFL football picking contest. We'll be right back with more with Dan Bush and me, Tom Neubauer, and the Polish Pipe Bomb. Stay tuned. Skipper Buds, Cutting Edge Outdoors. Thanks for listening this morning. We appreciate it. 799-1250 if you got a hunting and fishing report. Yeah, and right now we got Mike on the line. He's going to be our contestant. Good morning, Mike. Morning, guys. 
Yeah, you know where Curly's Waterfront Pub is? I've been there. Yeah, it's Very a good, good place. It is a good place. And did you what? Uh, did you ever have the French fries there? Yeah, well, they come with the sandwiches. And yeah. That, yeah, and they're perfect, aren't well, they? Tom makes such a big deal about they're it. They're perfect. Mike. He's like because they, they're perfectly the same size. They? Like they I mean, measure no, with I mean, the they're, micrometer. They're, they're per- the same color. You know? Did you notice that? No, they're he didn't notice, color. Tom. Normal people don't notice stuff like that. They just eat the fries. They, yeah, they, you just eat them. You don't look at the yeah. color. I'm with well, you, man. Well, they they are good. Everything they make there is good. Anyway, uh, so the Packers are favored by four against the Lions on Monday night. Who do you got? I'm going with Green Bay. All right. They're and at home. They're playing excellent ball. Yeah, they are playing good, especially last week. Yep. Uh, Danny, who do you got? Uh, Green Bay. Jeff? I've got Green Bay winning the game, but I'm going to take the four points Whoa. with Detroit. Oh, you are. Whoa. Okay. Well, nice. I, it's going to be a close one. Well, I'm taking Green Bay. So, Mike, that means automatically all you got to do is win or tie. No, no, that's yours. Oh, okay. Remember? Oh, wait a minute. No, NFL is mine. Yeah, I'm sorry. This one's mine. The other one was Danny's. Yeah. I got to give that to Danny. Anyway, Mike, uh, you're, you're an automatic winner. Yeah, <laughs> you're right. gonna you're gonna tie us at least. <laughs> that's the worst you can do is tie us. It's always good to. So yeah, we're gonna we're gonna beat uh, Detroit. Yeah, I think so. We're gonna beat them like a drum. Lions yeah. have beat us four times in a row now. Wow, I didn't realize that. And this is the first of the, each of the next three weeks. The Packers play a team coming off their bye week. Oh, really? Detroit this week, and then Oakland's on the bye this week. They play the Raiders the following, and then they play the Chiefs. All three teams coming off their bye. The only thing I, one I worry about is the Chiefs. What about you, Mike? Is Kansas City. Yeah, that's the only one I worry about, the too. The Chiefs. Yeah, because I think, don't they travel to Kansas City? Yeah, that's yeah. on the road. Yeah. And the other two are at, at Green Bay? Yep. Yeah. Yeah. I'm not really too worried. I'm not really too worried, but Stafford... He's been putting up some numbers, you know. He's they're not no name bookie taught me that. Hey. Oh, did he? <laughs> take right. the home dog. Take the home team. Yeah, take the home team. Yeah, you better believe it. All right. Well, thanks, Mike. And thanks, you'll Mike. be getting your thing in the mail. Okay. All right, thanks. Okay, take it easy. Kansas City, I Tom. I remember well that in uh, our Super Bowl year nineteen ninety six, we were thirteen and three with Mike Holmgren and Brett. One of our three losses was against Kansas City, I believe. I believe uh, uh, Chamura was out that game, and I think it was like a 16-7 game we lost. Yeah. The other game we lost, we never should have lost, was when we just went put our helmets on the field at Indianapolis. I think they were 1-15 that year. Oh. <laughs> One of the, that win was against us as well. And the other loss was against Dallas when they kicked all those field goals and Reggie White got ticked off and started chewing them out. Because uh, they they did it to break a record, it was like sixteen to three or oh, something yeah, like that, yeah. or whatever. Five, whatever six it was. field goals. Yep, three losses. Wow, how come I got a memory like that and I can't five, remember five field goals? I can't remember 15, what I did yesterday. Yeah, 15, yeah. or was yeah. it eighteen? Maybe it was fifteen. Maybe it was eighteen. 15, maybe it was eighteen. Yeah, those yeah. were the three losses that year. Yeah. Well, well, you know, sometimes with we're going to lose in Kansas City this year with, too. Well, you you know, it's it's funny I how sometimes I, a team that you think should win doesn't, or a team that shouldn't win does. It, it's like okay, the Packers every year the Packers should beat Detroit, and then they turn around and beat the Packers. It's like wait a minute, that that's not right. That shouldn't happen that way. But we always seem to beat the Bears. Yeah, even it doesn't even matter when how you good think the they Bears are. should beat the Packers. Yeah, 
Packers beat the Bears. Yeah. That has to drive Bear fans nuts. Oh, it does. No, that's good. Yeah, we, don't, <laughs> we don't care if that drives them nuts. Yeah, but I'm looking forward to the game Monday night. That, that ought to be good. Uh, under the lights at night, you know, that's always cool. You know, Sunday night games, Monday night games. Lambeau Field. But well, I, I do not like Thursday night games. No, I don't either. They, as far as I don't I'm like concerned, the Thursday they can nights. take you, the Thursday night games and call it. What do you think, Jeff? Yeah, the Thursday nighters yeah. are brutal See, because the quality of football is not the same as right. it is on what, Sunday when they have a full week. Yeah, they don't book the premier matchups on Thursday night. It's no. kind of like the also-ran one. Well, like, and it's like I don't, I just don't like the Packers playing on Thursday night. Right. I don't care. I mean, if there's other teams playing, oh, I'll watch if it's on. You know, I'll watch. I don't mind other teams, but I just don't want the Packers to play. Why don't you night. want the Packers to play on Thursday night? Are you... It just screws up my week. <laughs> yeah, it's I, all I, about I thought me. Maybe you were scared that they get hurt or something. No, with not no, as much rest. No, it's all about or... me. I just I don't like it's the all Packers. About, there you go, just thinking yep, about yourself. Thinking again, about Tom. myself. That's hey, right. me there too. I don't like the Packers playing at home on Thursday night because those tickets are the hardest to sell. Are they? Really? Oh yeah, Thursday night. Yeah, Everybody's got to work, work on Friday, so yeah. no one wants to drive up there. The get only out of way Green you'd Bay want to go to a Thursday night game would be to take Friday off. Well, yeah, yeah absolutely. Yeah. That would be the absolutely yeah. and way then, to do yeah, it. Yeah, stay overnight, go to the casino up there at Oneida. <laughs> it was great because for a couple years in a row, the Packers would play the Bears on Thursday night up at Lambeau. So, being a fib, I would have a couple friends from Chicago come up. Yeah. We'd go to the game. And then just head up to Door County oh, for the yeah, weekend yeah. as a guy. Yeah, there you go. There. Yeah, that was fun. Well, yeah. yeah, and I know there were a couple of games years ago that uh, we would go walleye fishing on the Fox River during a Packer game at home. Okay, there are very few boats on the Fox River, <laughs> <laughs> but you had to leave either before the game ended. Or wait about two hours after it ended. You know, Tom, otherwise there was too much traffic. You're talking about the Fox River and fall walleye fishing up there. You know, I haven't really heard a whole lot of good reports coming out of the Green Bay area this. Fall. I don't hear a lot of reports the from DNR, a period. The DNR site that I look at uh, lists all the different ports as well, even on Lake Michigan. Yeah, and, yeah. and it it even as far as the salmon fishing, uh, mm. the Lake Michigan report hasn't been good. So now I know that. Uh, Troy Woodrow's uh, buddy, uh, what's his name? I forget. He, uh, I think he has Anglers Plus Guide Service up there. He posts and does some musky fishing up there now. Sure. And I believe he put a post that he got a 49-incher last week. Then he had another guy out. Is that on the got bay? A, on, on the, the bay, 36-incher. Okay. So they get them here and there up there. But, I mean, they got to really put in a lot of time up there on the bay. Mm-hmm. I, and But it, it doesn't sound like it's gone gangbusters up there, although I think they've been pretty much hit by some bad weather and yeah. wind up there as yeah. well, which the Bay of Green Bay, yeah. you don't want to be out there when it's miserable. We well, talk about Pewaukee, but you that'd know, be even uh, worse. Dennis Radloff told when when Dennis was guiding on the bay, and he said, uh, if you remember, you told us that story where it was really, really windy, so they fished the Fox River, they trolled in the Fox mm-hmm. River, a lot of it in front front of the Fort Howard Paper Company, and uh, I forget what it was. In in it was was it one weekend they had thirty muskies. Yeah, I mean, remember it, that there, it was well, like there was, unreal. There was a time when they'd pack in that Fox River, but not so much anymore, Tom. I think you it's know what more I, a lower bay thing now. Yeah. I think when that fishery first exploded, 
there were an awful lot of fish packed in the river, and there are still some there. Yeah, and, they're still but there. But you really don't hear the guys hitting that so much. No. They're normally out fishing University Bay. Right, yeah. They're going by long tail and little to- tail mm-hmm. towards Gano's, and they're working those areas yeah. primarily. And, in, you know, what's what's cool about that Fox River up there is that every different species of fish is in there. So, I mean, you you're never sure what you're going to catch. I, I mean, it, it is just the coolest thing, you know. It, I'm, I'm getting a text that says Woody on here. He's texting me to tell tell me his friend's name is Jerry Ruffalo. I just remembered it. Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah. I'm sure that's what it says, Jerry okay. Ruffalo. Okay. But, yeah, the Fox River, I mean, uh, that that is, uh, boy, I'll tell you that, you know, for years, and, and it still is really good walleye fishing in the fall, but there's smallmouth in there. There's... Uh, muskies in there there's big pike in there there's white bass there i mean there's everything's in there well here i've never caught a largemouth though up there never caught a largemouth okay i've caught just about every even lake trout we caught in there one time lake trout and uh we also caught uh a carp well you know i grew up <laughs> i grew up fishing the east river right in green yeah. bay there yeah and we'd fish from shore in the summer and catch carp and bullheads yeah and that was it but I'm sure even back then there had to be some occasional pike coming on up in there because oh, yeah. there was a, a farm that uh, there was a farm that uh, a buddy of ours in high school had a farm out near Denmark, I believe, and a crick ran through it that actually ran into the East River, I believe, and there'd be pike in there in the in the spring that would had to have come from far away through the East River through that system. And now, so even more that it's cleaned up, I'll bet you I could go fish the banks of the East River with sucker minnows mm-hmm. under a bobber. Yep. And if I spent enough time, I'll bet I could catch pike and walleyes too. Yeah. Oh yeah. Nobody's walleyes fishing. Up there. For, well, you fished the I mouth, did. the mouth of the of the East River. No, I went up it. Oh, did you? Oh go up God, it? you go you go right in the town. Actually, yeah, you I know, know. I drove. I, I grew up I, there. Yeah, I I would go all the way up over the water. It got real skinny, you know. It got narrow. Yes, yes. And, oh yeah, we went so up you, that did, thing. Did you get walleyes way up there? Uh, or not? N- no, but we tried it. But you tried. But at the mouth there, where it's a lot wider and you got a lot of gravel and rock and whatever, uh, we yeah, we caught walleyes there, and nobody fishes there. Well, that's what I'm talking about. Yeah. Now I'm thinking. Like we'd yeah. fish on bottom for carp and bullheads and stuff. I'll bet you you could go there with like a slip sinker and leeches on the bottom yeah. and catch walleyes out of the East River that nobody's oh, fishing I for. I bet you you could. You better believe it. Hey, listen, we got to go to a quick break, but we have a couple callers online. So, folks, if you just hold real quick online, we'll get to you right after the break. But I just got to read you this quick email real quick. This comes from John. He says, good morning, guys. Love the show. Question. Why doesn't Iowa have a pro football team? Answer, because then Illinois would want one too. Okay, we got to go to a break. We'll be right back. <laughs> it's getting near dawn. Oh, this is good music. Green. When lights close the tide, you know, lay in your college dorm room and look at a black light poster music. Welcome back. Skipper Buds, Cutting Edge Outdoors. There you go again, Tom, dating yourself. And uh, oh, yeah. on the line, I believe, we what, we got Captain Jerry on the line there? Captain Polish Jerry. Rifle. Hey, good morning, Jerry. Good morning, guys. How you doing? We're doing good. We're doing good. This yeah. is Jerry Ruffalo, right? That's correct. I'm uh, owner of Angler's Plus Guide Service. We're out trolling on uh, Green Bay this morning for muskies. Uh, 
No rips this morning yet so far, though. Yeah, I brought you up, oh, I don't know, about 10, 5, 10 minutes ago. Yeah, we were talking. And uh, I was talking. But you guys, I think, what, you got a 49-incher about a week ago out there, and you've been getting some fish, right? Yeah, the fish, bite's been pretty good. Uh, we're averaging over a fish a trip. Um, been getting a lot of the mid-30s to uh, lower 40s fish. It's a great sign for the future. and just shows what the great job that the uh, DNR and Titletown Musky Club are doing out here. We're... Uh, we're doing very well. We've got a nice, uh, nice population of fish, and uh, we're starting to see some of the big ones coming in too. Now, hey, oh, I was going to say, is it windy up there by you? It is. Yeah. It's a bit windy this morning. Uh, we're down towards the lower portion of the bay. Actually, spotted quite a few uh, bigger fish uh, on a side scan, and I'm trying to work these fish over, try to get them to, to stick a bait. And there's a ton of bait fish down here in the lower bay right now too. So there's a lot. There's a reason there's a lot of walleyes and muskie and pike that are down here right now yeah now as far as the stocking correct me if i'm wrong that the uh, dnr had quit stocking when that vhs stuff first came about but then they just resumed it a couple years ago correct i believe that to be correct i'm not 100 percent certain on it but uh i know it was prompted by the local fishermen and by Titusville muskie club to you know continue the project uh, despite the vhs concerns uh, and I think that they have continued with that. And I think they're averaging right around uh, 4,000 to 5, somewhere in the range of 4,000 to 5,000 muskies a year that they're releasing. Wow. Now, does the muskie club themselves release some on their own, or is it all with the DNR? They work with the DNR. If, if, if I understand it correctly, they work with the DNR releasing those fish. Okay. Gotcha. Gotcha. So if somebody wants to go fishing with you, Jerry, how do they get in touch with you? Uh, there's several ways. You could go to my Facebook page with English Plus Guide Service LLC. Uh, you could go to my website, which is www.anglerspluscuideservice.com, or uh, you could just look me up under Guides for Green Bay, and uh, usually on Google search, I'll, I'll be one of the uh, several that, that'll pop up. Um, or you could email me, uh, anglersplus at yahoo.com, or you could call me, 920-973-2868. Oh, there's we're, a... we're filling up. We're getting to the point uh, now where I've got a few openings left in October and a few in November, and that's about it. They're almost all taken at this hey, point. Jerry, I got a question. Um, sure. I was, years ago, Dennis Radloff, when he was guiding, he said to me that for some reason you'd get, a lot of rips up there that wouldn't hook up. Now, I was up there. I went trolling one day last year, and we had a tremendous rip that buried a planer board, and, and then it was gone. And when I troll on Pewaukee, I rarely, if ever, lose a fish. What is it up there when those fish hit, they seem to get off? I, 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 I'm just kind of wondering if you got... My only thought is maybe they're so big that they clamp down like gator-like jaws, and, they, and then they just open their mouth and let it go and never get the hook set. I, I don't know. That could be true, Dan. I'm not 100% certain either. Uh, I've dealt with a little bit of that this year. I think my hookup rate is probably around 60 to 70%, but it does happen where you get those big fish come up and they crush a bait and board goes back 10 to 15 feet and line rips out. Next thing you know, there's nothing and you reel it up and you got a bait that's got a, got a scar on it, but no hookup. So, yeah, you, and you think to yourself, you're going three to three and a half miles an hour pulling a bay with ultra sharp hooks how do you not get hooks in a fish right right and then if i lay one of those baits down on a on a seat or, or i got to hang it from a line in the boat and it touches a piece of fabric i guarantee you it's going to hook whatever it hooks, so <laughs> yeah. it never fails yeah what do you uh 
Do you have you tried experimenting tighter drag, lighter drag? Uh, I'm sure you have. I uh, have. I, I my tendency is to keep the drags on a slightly lighter side. Uh, in most cases, when these fish rip and, and when when they go, they're usually hooked up pretty good. And then I'm uh, there's guys that use braid. There's guys that use mono. I use 40 pound piline big game, and I have 100 pound cigar six foot uh, fluorocarbon meters. Um, I've, and I, I don't tie any of my leaders. All my leaders are crimped. Um, I've, net, I've yet to have a, have a crimp sail. I've yet to have a, a line break on a fish. I mean, I, all the things that, you know, that would lend you towards failure and thinking you're going to make changes to your setup, I've never had any of those happen. I'm very pleased with the way it's been set up, and it works great. I got you. Well, I know everybody's kind of got their setups. I'm like you, though, Jerry. I tend to kind of go with the lighter, air on the lighter drag side, and... Uh, you know, I you rarely lose a fish once it is hooked up good. I think having that drag gives you, especially if you're handing the rod to a client, you don't want to have the drag too tight. That's correct. I'm the same way. If anything, when a, when the client starts bringing a fish in, if I if I see that it's uh, pulling the drag out or but it's not out, something that I got to be concerned with, I'm going to drag down a little bit. But in general, they're set pretty loose. And my, my advice to the client is to stand in the middle of a boat and reel, and I'll take care of the rest. And it usually uh, ends up pretty successful. All right. Well, All right. good we've, luck to you, Jerry. Yeah. Have a great season. Yeah, we've been Thanks, talking guys. to Jerry Ruffalo of Anglers Plus Guide Service. Thanks for calling, Jerry. Oh, okay. Coming live from and, Green uh, Bay. We were just going to get to, who was he? Uh, that was uh, we had Pete from Waukesha. Yeah, but... we. So if Pete wants to call us back right after this quick break, uh, we'll get to you, Pete. Sorry, Pete, that took so a you while. You know how we know sorry. Jerry Ruffalo is is yeah. is Troy Woodrow, Woody. They went to high school together. Oh, okay. Yeah, that's okay. how he knows how Jerry. Know. Yeah, and Troy was supposed to go fishing with them. Yeah. I think it was last year. Yeah, and he uh, indulged a little too and never made it up to Green Bay. <laughs> and guess he was. Guess what Jerry got that day? That was a big one, fifty plus inches. Oh, jeez, it would have been Troy's. All yeah. right, we got to go to a he quick break, folks. Right now, Last one of the day. Sorry, so uh, stay tuned for more with Dan Bush, myself, Tom Newbauer, and the Polish pipe bomb is right here with us. But you know we enjoy having you come in. Yeah, it's Whenever really you come good in. discussion. Hey, yeah. Good to see. I love your guys' show. Best show on the radio. Yay! Yeah, that's what right. Bart says. That's what we like. To, <laughs> he that's like Bart what we like it. to hear. All right, we'll be right back, folks. Stay tuned. We're leaving Mike is hot for those listeners out there. Like if you're in these big league radio stations here, that's what the producer says when you come back from a break. They go, "We're hot," or the or the mic is hot, right? Or well, I wasn't talking about the mics. You know, you get oh, the yeah. best three looking guys oh, at yeah, the station right. in the same room. Hot, big cool, BCD, <laughs> big cool dude. Oh <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, I wish. So welcome back to Skipper Bud's Cutting Edge Outdoors. Thanks for. Uh, Thanks for listening today, and uh, we've, we are in our final segment now, so if you have a uh, fishing or hunting report, give a call. One thing, uh, let's see, I'll let our listeners know one more time, is the next week is the the Three Charlies, I used to call it the Three Chucks, Musky Invitational, now it's kind of the, uh, aka the John Lehman Memorial Tournament is dedicated to the memory of our good buddy, John 
And uh, anyway, it's next week from uh, 7.30 to 3 p.m. Saturday, $150 entry. You could win up to $2,000 if they get a full field. So definitely get on out there and um, enjoy a beautiful day of fishing out there. It's a fun tournament. Swing by Smokies and see if you can get yourself entered in that, Tom. Okay. Yeah. I'd love to fish that. Yeah. But we got to be here all the time. Well, that's the thing, you know. That's the problem. Things to do, people to see. Yeah. It's tough being in high demand here. I know. It's because I really would like to fish that. That I mean, it sounds like such a great outing. Do you remember that one year, John? Uh, he he fished it. Uh, he didn't come into the show. He fished it. Wasn't at that tournament where he caught a fish within 15 minutes. Of being out? Oh, he was with Rick on a pontoon boat. Yeah. And uh, I didn't know if it was, was this one or not. Or was it tournament or was it a different No, that one. was an earlier one. That was, oh, I was okay. out as well. Um, yeah, he had to call us right. He had to call the show I right away. I wonder if that was the tournament where you had Sheriff Clark in the studio, which I was all bummed out because I set it up <sighs> yeah. where we got Sheriff Clark in the studio. Yeah, that and was And I think awesome. me and John both uh, abandoned you. Yeah. Well, and, and it was you and Sheriff Clark. It turned uh, out great. So yeah. Oh, you guys did a, did a great job. But uh, the, I believe the other thing next week, Saturday, Tom, I believe, is opening of pheasant hunting. I believe the season yeah. opens next weekend. Check your regulations. But... Uh, Probably, I think that opens at, is it 9 o'clock or noon? noon. Usually it's always used noon. Used to be noon. Yeah, I always used to be out for that. Yeah. Yeah, I used to be, but you know, when I was younger. Yeah, like, you're an old you know, When you were fishing. You're when we were, old guy now. When it's, we were hunting those uh, public lands and that. And uh, I yeah. remember one time it was the, uh, I was bow hunting, and I was up in a tree stand next to a cornfield. There were pheasants running all around me, <laughs> underneath my stand, everywhere. <laughs> It must have been some yeah. that they had released. Now, Al Shook, our friend Al Shook, he uh, he has a membership over at Wern, but he spends this time of year hunting those public lands. And yeah. if you can strategically know where to go and when their stockings yeah. are, you can have well, some decent hunting. Yeah, you can go on the DNR website, and they'll let you know where they're going to be stocking and when they're going to stock and how many they're going to stock, you know. They'll tell you. But the other cool thing is when you go on the website, there's a certain part of it. I forget what it is. But you can find, like, unknown little public hunting areas close by that most guys don't know about unless they go on the DNR site to find these little spots. Right. Uh, there's some spots right out here in Muskego area, let's say, that very, hardly any guys hunt them because they don't know about them. And they're public hunting grounds, you know. You know, pheasants so. are... Pheasants, you know, obviously, a lot of our listeners are our age, Tom, and they remember growing up in the suburbs of either Milwaukee, Green Bay, Appleton, mm -hmm. wherever, and they remember being able to walk out in suburban areas and go in a field and have pheasants around. Oh, yeah. And now it's it's way down. It is. Yeah, it's it's. And down I guess it's loss of habitat primarily. Loss of habitat. And, of course, with more and more predators, like, uh, well, of course, there's way always too been many fox. coyotes. Yeah, there's plenty of fox that have always been around. They always take some of them. But the coyotes, there's so many coyotes that are taking those pheasants and the eggs and all that that, yeah, it's hard for those babies because, you know, they, they nest on the ground, and so it's easy for the coyotes to find those eggs, you know. You so. know, speaking of predators, a friend of mine, uh, in fact, uh, Bob, he does our website, mm -hmm. he, he heard a commotion out in his yard the other day, and he looked out, and there was a big red fox and it was faced off with the with the possum. 
Oh, really? And the possum was he was growling and fighting back, and he said he was surprised at how skittish the fox was. In fact, you know, he, the, he wasn't just charging right in there going for the no, takedown. He no. was kind of like, and uh, it, it looked like the possum won the standoff. Possum, if you ever, I, I've seen possum teeth. They are scary. They are some. They're little long ones, and they're and they're sharp as heck. And those things, they could do some damage. And and you know, any any wild animal, you back them up, they're they're gonna fight right Start back. Snarling and acting. Yeah, uh, you don't want to mess with them. You know. You know, we were talking pheasants before. You know, I joke about Douglas County up there. Well, you know, my dad grew up on a on a farm up there in Douglas mm-hmm. County, and uh, it's not really corn country up there so much it's interesting they got kind of like this reddish kind of a clay soil and i don't Mm -hmm. know if it's not so conducive they grow a lot of hay up there that's what i see but you really don't those cornfields kind of end after you get north of chippewa i guess uh, yeah chippewa falls towards rice lake area all of a Mm -hmm. sudden it seems to switch to more of the big northwoods but i asked him i said dad did you ever have pheasants on the farm you know growing up and he said uh near Actually, there's a couple of big petroleum plants right by Superior, mm-hmm. and it's a big, marshy, kind of big field area, and the railroad tracks runs through. He said, years ago, along that railroad tracks, you could find some pheasants. And he did say that sometimes there was grain from the railroad, from the mm-hmm. trains, that might spill onto the tracks, and he thought that maybe that was why maybe there were some pheasants hanging around mm-hmm. that area. Otherwise, it was just too far north. Yeah. But now there's turkeys up there, which they never thought the turkeys would go that far north. Have you ever... We've all seen turkey, turkey vultures in the sky, right? Yeah. Have you ever seen one on the ground fairly close up, like from from like from like our cars? Well, they're so. pretty scary looking They things. are big! Out by my son's place in Muskego... We're sitting there having coffee one morning. We look in the backyard, and there's a couple of turkey vultures, and it's like, oh, my Lord, those things are huge. And then they would stick out their wings. Holy moly. You know, up in the sky, they're like, oh, okay, you don't really know how big they could be. But, man, you see one, you know, 50, uh, let's say 50 feet away from you, it's like, Wow, those things are huge. <laughs> they are big. It's probably what all those people that talk about what the Mothman and all some of these yeah. uh, sightings of these strange winged creatures. I'm turkey think, vultures. I'm thinking, of, <laughs> I'm thinking if a guy had a few brews under his belt and a turkey vulture cut came through at the right angle, yeah. you might think that's something other than a turkey vulture. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, because they're, they're pretty big. Yeah, Scare they're, the they're, crap out of you. They're interesting. Yeah, and the pheasants, you know, years ago, we used to hunt all different areas. Any, It, it seemed like any cornfield you go to, you know, that had a tree line and brush line and that, you'd, you'd always find pheasants, different areas. And we'd ask for permission at different areas. And we wouldn't go that far, Menominee Falls, Germantown area, you know, Muskego area. And we'd always find people say, yeah, go ahead, take a walk out there, you know. But nowadays, I don't think you see much of that anymore, you know. No. We used to hunt down at Bong Recreation Center. That was crazy, though. Too many people. Oh, yeah, way too many. Oh, way too many. We we had pellets raining on us a couple of times, you know, where we're way out in front of somebody, and then they're shooting at birds coming up, and the, and the pellets, you, it's like dropping on you like rain, you know. Is that how it goes? <laughs> so, something like that. That sounds more like a... Like a turkey. Yeah, well, yeah, whatever. It's just, it's, I, I don't know how a pellet sound is. Pellet sounds. Pellet, yeah, well, would, that's why I you would, should wear yeah. uh, glasses, Tom, when you're out 
no uh, bird hunting. No, I didn't. Don't. But you no. should. You should probably. If you're a, yeah, probably that's that's. Should. You should be wearing a good pair of yeah. shooting glasses, yeah. or I always like to wear polarized glasses yeah. when I'm out outside. Yeah, I, and, ne- uh, I never did. It's no. Many reasons yeah. for that. You you wear okay. polarized when you're fishing. Of right? course, okay. you'll have right. to. Now I'm going to make one quick announcement. That quick this, announcement. This is going to help all the hunters and shooters in our listening audience. Sherpers uh, in Hales Corners is getting rid of all their ammunition. Nothing political. It's just that they don't sell a lot of it, okay? So they're getting rid of their ammunition. Are you ready for this? 50% off all, all ammo. 50% off until it's gone. So that is one heck of a deal. That's a good deal. That's an awesome deal. Everybody's going to be uh, rushing All right. Out. Yeah, I know. I, I know a lot of people are Headed coming to over Shurpers. today. Yeah, you better right. get there in direct traffic in the parking lot, Tom. I'm gonna get be out. Orange, I, I got an orange vest you can borrow. I'm gonna be out in the parking lot having a smoke. <laughs> we'll be, I, that's all I got, Danny. Until next week. That's all I got. From my home, young like a new moon rising, fierce through the rain and lightning, wandering. To all the listeners, thanks for listening. And God bless and stay free, everyone. But tell them if I don't survive. Listening to Skipper Buds Cutting Edge Outdoors. We'll talk to you all next week, my friends. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law.